Rockabye baby. This is Mal. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. This is Cam. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Today is a little different. Uh, we are not talking about a television show or movie. We actually um, had a night out to the theater. So <laughs> we're going to talk about the um, critically acclaimed New Jack City play. <laughs> what was the name of the guy who wrote it? John Tavius? <laughs> Jacarius Johnson. There you go. Okay, get it right, please. <laughs> the young man is going places. So, yes, we'll be talking about that, our experience watching that play today. So, Cam, do you want to get us started with some news? Uh, I just had a couple of news items. Starting off, I guess, with uh, some not-so-great news. Uh, some Black women have lost their jobs. Uh, selling Tampa, the Netflix series, which was the, I guess, sister series to Selling Sunset got canceled and the cast is calling discrimination they think their season wasn't given enough of a chance because they didn't showcase i guess black women fighting and bickering they feel like they didn't get the same kind of press and buzz as selling sunset got and they even said that the creators and producers were very like vague and giving them the runaround they cited numbers the reason why the show got canceled but they didn't specify what those numbers were if it was low ratings or the budget but they are not happy and they're a little upset that they are not getting another season damn i know i didn't watch it i think i watched maybe like the first episode and i just wasn't that interested but i also did not watch selling sunset either so i i don't feel bad <laughs> not watching <laughs> did you watch oh, any of it i didn't watch selling tampa either and i've never watched selling sunset i just don't i don't really like real estate shows or like <laughs> home renovation like anything like hgtv or like stuff with like homes and like i don't care um <laughs> <laughs> but i did have a couple of friends who really liked selling tampa Mm. Um, I think one was black and then one friend's not black and they were like I literally watched it like in like one sitting because it, it's like 30 minute episodes they were like it's really quick really entertaining so I was like tempted to watch because they made it sound really good so I'm kind of surprised it got canceled myself well I mean that is what Netflix does right they cancel oh, true. <laughs> shows that people love <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other bit of news I have is Winston Duke is set to play Marcus Garvey in a new Amazon production called The Marked Man. Um, if you see a picture of these two side by side, like they, he definitely looks like him. Um, wow, I've never. I'm sorry, I just like because like Winston Duke is like one of my like celebrity crushes, and I certainly have never been like. Hmm. Marcus really giving me Marcus Garvey. I've never thought about that. I mean, if you look at him, like he he favors uh, him. I mean, I I could I could see why he was cast, but yes. yeah, he could pull it off. I wouldn't say they're twins, but he could yeah. pull it off. 
I can't say Marcus Garvey has ever got me going, but. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really cool, though. Yeah, there's no release date yet. Um, It's also going to star Dewanda Wise um, Mm. from She's Gotta Have It and a couple other things. And Jesse Williams, who is in Little Fires Everywhere. Wait, Jesse Williams? Uh, Yes. But not Not... Jesse from uh, Grey's Anatomy. No. Is his last name Williams? Yeah, his name Jesse Williams. Right? It is actually it is Jesse Williams. <laughs> That's <funny>. wow. Because <laughs> well, they didn't have a picture. Oh, they do have one. Here it is. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> yes, that Jesse Williams. <laughs> he will also be in this. <laughs> so yeah, if you don't know who Marcus Garvey is, he was a key figure in the Black nationalism movement of the 20th century, trying to get all us black folks to go back to africa um so i think this is gonna be this is gonna be good i don't know when it's going to release yet but i also don't know if it's going to be in theaters or if it's just coming like straight to amazon but hmm, they've been i think amazon recently has been putting out some pretty decent content so i'm I'm looking forward to this yeah i mean you know i've I'm a history nerd, so I'm very excited for this. Wonder if um Jesse's gonna be W. B. Dubois. Dubois. <laughs> uh, let's see if they cite who he's going to be in here. They do not. They do not mention who everybody's gonna play. Mm, I guess. Okay. Guess they've just pegged Winston. <laughs> well, either way, that I'm very excited for that. I cannot wait to watch. Yes. And the last bit of news I have is the Knives Out sequel, The Glass Onion. Mm -hmm. Apparently Netflix released it in theaters, but only for like a limited time. Right. Only in limited theaters. So it was only out for a week. But it apparently made $15 million, Hmm. um, which is pretty impressive. It said... Glass Onion was the weekend's third highest earner, despite Netflix limiting its release to approximately 600 theaters. For context, other traditional theater releases like Strange World and Black Panther Wakanda Forever were both playing in approximately six times the number of theaters the same weekend and earned 18 and 65 million, respectively. So that's that's a pretty big deal. Um, I'm sorry, it was Wakanda Forever and what was the other film? strange world i I, world i hadn't even heard of that one okay (laughs) i don't know what that is (laughs) but last onion will be available on netflix on december 23rd for you to watch at home so i feel like now that netflix has made their little money they're probably gonna start releasing things in theater Mm, mm mm-hmm yeah so here we go with (laughs) more of their bullshit or maybe this will actually fund some more things that they will stop trying to charge us so much (laughs) that's what i was thinking fingers crossed (laughs) doubt it fingers crossed and knives out they're still Um, gonna give us ads (laughs) right yeah right uh yeah i went to a comedy show last night and uh some of the people i was with like friends of my friend who i met there they saw um was it glass onion right Mm mm-hmm they saw it uh, either like a night or two ago and they raved about it. Oh. They're like, it was so good. And 
uh, I was just like, oh yeah, I can't wait to watch it on Netflix. And they were like, oh, I'm so glad. Like I saw it in the theater. Like it was just like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but they said Janelle Monae stole the show. Yay! Yeah. Yay! I'm yeah. excited to see her act. Although, yeah. I guess she has been in other things. Oh yeah, yeah. In figures and that one slavery movie, but oh yeah, I did not see that. I, I too uh, did not. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what Janelle does. Okay, well that's all I got for news. What what you got? Okay, well uh, reporting live from uh, the Good Morning America set. This has <laughs> been crazy all week, and I've been tuned in because this shit is entertaining <laughs> as hell to me. So co-anchors of Good Morning America, T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach, have uh, been outed as having an affair. Both are married tj holmes is married to a woman named merrily feibig i think that's how you say her name who is an immigration lawyer and amy is married to andrew shu who used to be on melrose place and i just think he was so cute on there he played billy so they both married their spouses in 2010 and these couples were friends like like hanging out they would go on double dates like they were like tight um and apparently amy's daughter even uh babysat tj's kids uh, yes <laughs> uh, i didn't know it's that messy yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's pretty deep so what also like kind of makes it worse is um this like i think just came out like today or yesterday beginning in 2016 tj also had a three-year affair with a former Good Morning America producer named Natasha Singh. Natasha <laughs> was right. Natasha was a producer in LA. So the romance was long distance. Um, but you know, they I guess would meet up sporadically. But then she got a job as a producer at CBS Mornings in New York City. So then things got more serious, uh, to the point where he even like had a key to her apartment. Ooh. So Natasha was actually really good friends with Amy as well. And so both she and TJ were apparently confiding in Amy about the affair. Oh my God. Yes. So TJ's wife found out, I believe in like 2019, because she found like some emails between TJ and Natasha. And like, so after her and TJ reconciled, she, you know, felt some kind of way because Amy still continued to be friends with Natasha, but you know, tip of the iceberg, sis. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm. so or amy uh, showed her true colors back then you should have cut her off then yeah okay very true and apparently natasha and amy stopped talking because amy continued to get closer remain so close to tj or whatever so Mm. all of it's a mess um but then with this amy stuff uh merrily started getting suspicious over like this past summer because you know she felt like tj and amy were getting a little bit closer than college should be and then um tj's birthday is in august and around that time she found a birthday card from amy that felt like a little too i guess sentimental um mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like his co-worker so um she like eventually uh i guess hired a private investigator to follow tj around so I'm. Um, have you seen like the pictures of them like canoodling? And- oh yeah, pictures, video. I've seen it. 
probably brushing his hand against her ass as he's like loading up the car after a romantic weekend. So I think it hasn't been confirmed, but I assume maybe those pictures are from the private investigator. Mm. So yeah. Uh, and then going back to your girl Amy, allegedly she cheated on her first husband with Andrew, her like I guess now estranged second husband Mm. and andrew has deleted all pictures of her from his instagram and she moved out of their new york apartment i think this week and tj and amy have both deactivated their instagram accounts and marilee's is private but it may have been private before the scandal broke i don't really Mm -hmm. know so you know everybody was kind of like what the fuck is good morning america gonna do like are they gonna be fired like you know whatever so i guess abc was like you know, fuck it, we'll just put them on here and see what these ratings talking about. So yeah. the two were on this week, co-anchoring together. Yeah. No mention of the affair. Uh, I think there was like some little side jokes like, oh, you know, I'm glad it's Friday. It's been like a rough week or long week or something like that. Yeah. Like a little, you know, wink, wink to the audience. But otherwise, no mention of the affair. Okay. Scandal pays, baby. How are those ratings this week? They were probably through the roof. Oh, I bet. Because I'm like, shit, I want to tune in. Like, <laughs> like maybe next week they'll finally say something. Uh, but yeah, like, apparently, like, a source, like, on set said something like, you know, I guess now that it's out, they're like, well, we're both consenting adults. So they're walking around like a couple on set. Like, no shame. So I thought I had saw that they had both broken up with their spouses, like, a couple of months ago. So that's why they're, I guess, not being reprimanded at work for this because technically they were separated from their spouses. See, that's the problem because I'm seeing conflicting things. Mm Because I've seen like, well, both like separated from their spouses in August, Mm -hmm. which would also kind of make sense. Like if that's when Marilee found the card from Amy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But then, like I said, uh, I also heard that Amy like just moved out of the apartment of Andrew like this week. So I'm not I'm not quite sure what the timeline is there. Probably because you know people are just probably some people just want to talk and they don't really fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, either way, very messy. And I was, you know, kind of wondering like what their colleagues think, especially now that like it's out. Um, And so I saw apparently like once the crew like originally started hearing rumors about the affair earlier this. Oh, and I forgot to mention. So I think they started things turned romantic back in March when they were training for the New York City half marathon. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) but yeah, once the rumors started going around the Good Morning America set, Robin Roberts pulled both of them to the side. It was basically like, y'all need to cut this shit out. Mm, why though i mean um if if you have separated i guess you probably hadn't separated what no because this was you know probably back like spring early summer oh gotcha 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 yeah so um i the last thing about this of course like the internet's reaction has been hilarious Mm so one of my favorite things was someone just wrote like good morning and then in all caps america has a problem like the beyonce (laughs) song (laughs) which made me laugh out loud 204080 out the trap and then the kind of like one of the first things i saw about this was people found a post that tj had like dedicated to his wife on their 10th anniversary you saw that 
I did. It was so like so basically he's just like despite my best efforts she has remained married to me for the past 10 years uh i'm not being dramatic i've given her plenty of reasons excuses and opportunities to walk her fine ass out the door but instead with her built-in black woman superpower she showed a grace and patience that's incomprehensible asking for another 10 years would be asking too much another because he didn't want another 10 years All right <laughs> another 10 months that may even be a stretch. If she gave me another 10 weeks, I should consider myself lucky, blah, blah, blah. So everybody was like, you hate this woman. <laughs> right. Like, That's not even like a loving, like flowery no. post you don't talk about. Built-in black woman superpower. What? <laughs> right. Like she, she she's so such a strong black woman. She's put up with all my bullshit and how terribly <laughs> I treat her. Like it was like, don't write me no shit like that. I would have, oh, she should have left then. Yeah. And okay. this was, you know, like. Because I think she found out about his affair with Natasha in 2019. So this would have been like the following year. TJ TJ and Amy sound like serial cheaters and they deserve each other. <laughs> and I'm yeah, sure, truly. Sure one or both might cheat or maybe they're perfect for each other. Who knows? Some of the like <laughs> funny things I saw on the internet. They were like, he has green eyes. I believe everything they've accused him of. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> 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 the other one was like in relation to how happy he looked in so many of his like uh you know segments with her and like you know them frolicking around the city train <laughs> for this half marathon and it was like imagine spending all day with the love of your life and then having to go home to your family right <laughs> oh just i awful. saw that one too <laughs> And then, like, with the, like, frolicking and gallivanting, like, somebody put a gif of, um, what's your people? Uh, Ghost <laughs> and Angela from Power. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much that. <laughs> <laughs> and then with the uh, green-eyed thing, um, somebody put, like, him, Giselle, and Robin from Potomac Housewives. <laughs> And then I think Christian Walker, Herschel Walker's son, and then they were like the green eyed green eyed bandits have really been green eyed banditing this year. We're tired. <laughs> that is a mess. Hopefully, his uh, superwoman wife uh, bounces back and finds her someone who's willing to love and treat her much better than this man has. Yeah yeah i hope so that just oh man that sucks I, f I feel bad for for the spouses yeah but yeah that was i mean i that's all i've been wrapped up in like this whole week so that's the only news i got for today <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's let's start chatting about this uh <laughs> new jack city stage play yes if you have never seen the movie New Jack City, uh, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but uh, this was Mallory's childhood favorite movie. Oh God, I almost spit my drink out. <laughs> Did you not tell me that this was one of your favorites? No, it was my favorite. So, okay, I saw New Jack City because I didn't really have like any censorship as a kid. Uh, you know, maybe some for like sexual stuff, but violence it was pretty much a free-for-all so i used to say like when i was in first grade i would always say new jack city was my favorite movie 
And like looking back, like I was like such a quiet, like shy, well-behaved kid. So I'm sure my like teachers were just like, what? <laughs> so like out of left field, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I had watched it like, you know, since I was six. And so I rewatched it before uh, before we went to see this play. And I was like, okay, I kind of get why I liked it. Like <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> I see why young Mal really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, well, I don't think I saw it at as young of age as you did, but it definitely was not made for children. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> New Jack City, it is set in New York City in the, uh, I think, is it the 90s or the 80s? It's, it's set in, I think, 1988, I believe. Okay. Which can I, I'm sorry, can I say one thing about that? Yes. So for the most part, I think it was pretty, the music seemed pretty correct. Like I remember hearing like, um, or maybe 1987. Anyways, I remember hearing like Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh and whatever. But there's one scene where they play Color Me Bads, I Want to Sex You Up. And that song came out in 1991, I'm pretty sure. It certainly did not come out in the 80s. So I was just like, how are you going to play a current song that wasn't even out yet? That was my one gripe but continue well was new jack swing was that like aaron hall and then was that 80s or was that 90s that started in the late 80s okay new jack swing yeah okay i love as you named aaron hall or teddy riley like the godfather of but he was the lead singer of yeah but teddy yeah. riley's like the brains behind the whole but he's not the lead singer it was Aaron Hall <laughs> that's who I re- that's who I remember Bye. dancing on stage at the <laughs> at the club in this movie it was Aaron Hall all right fine fine have it <laughs> <laughs> so the movie is set in the late 80s New York City it stars Wesley Snipes Alan Payne Ice-T and basically it's about uh this drug family that comes up in the game and is run by Wesley Snipes' character, Nino Brown. And he's basically trying to take over the whole city and be the biggest goddamn drug dealer <laughs> in New York. And he essentially does that. And Ice-T's character is a cop who goes undercover to try and shut them down. And basically, it's a lot of violence and uh, drug use and sellage <laughs> happening. Uh, but it is a 90s cult classic. There have been classic lines that have come from it. There's even a quintessential episode of Martin, the TV show, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that that reenacts a scene from the movie. That is uh, season two, episode 17, Suspicious Minds, where <laughs> Martin's CD player gets stolen and he accuses one of his, or he thinks it's somebody in his friend group. And he reenacts a scene where Nino Brown has a real dog that he parades <laughs> around a table. And Martin, of course, has a stuffed animal dog and hilarity ensues. <laughs> One of the best Martin scenes ever. <laughs> it is a classic. So the stage play, it is put on by a Mr. Jacarius Johnson. He is <laughs> responsible for the writing, directing, producing, and promoting. He is multifaceted. 
He claims his mentor was August Wilson. <laughs> I, I said, I, I where did you hear this? Did you uh, do research? Oh, yes. This is on his website. This is on the Jacarius Johnson website. <laughs> he says, Wilson. August Wilson as his mentor. I surely would have thought Tyler Perry, but. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I don't, I don't know if August agrees that he is the mentee, but it's on the website. Okay. Uh, he was responsible for the stage play of Set It Off that I think that went around city to city in maybe 2019, I believe. Mm. And part of it got canceled, I think, because of the pandemic in 2020. Uh, he also produces the We Outside comedy tour that's happening right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there anyone I would know on that tour? Uh, Bill Bellamy. Oh, it's, it's a lot of like '90s um <clears throat> comedians. Who else is on this? Okay, that seems to kind of be his like his bag, like '90s stars. Yeah, it's got well, maybe not Michael Blackson, Carlos Miller, Kid Caprice, the DJ, Tony Rock is wow. on it. So yeah, I guess Bill Bellamy is really the only '90s. Yeah, okay. I guess maybe Tony Kid Caprice. Rock. Pick a free too. Yeah. But he is also developing some additional stage plays. <laughs> One of those is BAPS. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a Marvin Gaye musical. So. Oh wow. Okay. Is he from DC? Uh I I don't believe so. Um, okay. I did not see in his bio where he hails from. My guess is Atlanta. <laughs> 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 when in doubt <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god um and then he also mentions uh at the end of new jack city that he was going to do uh enter the dragon or oh, yes. enter, wait enter the dragon uh wait is that the bruce lee one that, that's bruce lee oh um, what's the return oh my god what's it called bruce leroy <laughs> yeah bruce leroy is it something the dragon last dragon the last dragon the last dragon thank you yes which I and mean, as soon as he said that i turned to cam and said oh we're going <laughs> <laughs> i i signed up for new jack city <laughs> we gotta see what we got to see what he does with show enough. Uh, I don't know. I feel oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. But so, Mr. Jacarius casted Tretch from Naughty by Nature as Nino Brown. And you know, for me, I was very I was very confused. Um, it seemed like everyone else in the play had like period clothing on that was appropriate <laughs> for the late eighties, <laughs> early nineties. Yeah. Tretch went back and forth between like current clothing and nineties clothing. Yeah. And I was very confused. To me, it looked like he like refused wardrobe or like brought his own <laughs> stuff and wore it. He had skinny jeans on. Uh, with like very large pockets on them <laughs> he was often seen in like kind of street clothes like 
jeans and nino brown was either in a suit or a track suit mm-hmm. the entire film yeah so it felt very off-brand to me but that's i don't know what happened there maybe it was just the dc maybe his wardrobe got lost for the dc shows i don't no. know <laughs> he had to use his own stuff maybe <laughs> alan payne reprised his role as g money I don't know about you, but to me, he looked like he did not want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> he looked very reluctant. Yeah. Reluctant. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was a little heartbreaking to see. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel like he did a decent job, though. I mean, it's fine. He literally played a character he had already played, yeah. but I just, I, I don't know. I feel like the the gusto of G Money just wasn't quite there. Like he just seemed mm. very defeated and downtrodden (laughs) damn god damn (laughs) but that's the that's the gist i got from him (laughs) okay uh officer scotty appleton was played by gary jordan who many might know from his role on uh a different world uh what was his name shabazz i don't know barack (laughs) (laughs) his name was shaza Shaza. (laughs) blessed are those who ask the questions brother (laughs) and it wasn't he on like law and order or some like yeah some like procedural i believe or like ncis something like that one of those one of them uh pookie was played by flex alexander who i have to say shockingly highlight of the show 100 percent flex was i feel like the only one who got that like the audience is going to laugh at this show so i might as well be funny and he was hilarious he was he he yeah. brought a lot of levity uh i would say even more levity than chris rock brought to the original oh, he, role absolutely yeah i actually missed him in the second act i was so sad because i was like damn i know he gotta die <laughs> like flex is the only reason i want to keep watching this (laughs) right lieutenant stone who is officer scotty appleton's uh, boss was played by big daddy kane and the last notable cast member was selena nino brown's girlfriend played by claudette ortiz from the group city high it's five five with brown eyes <laughs> and she looked great and she sounded great i was she did I was sound great quite impressed uh spoiler alert this play was also a low-key musical <laughs> <laughs> which was unexpected yes completely unexpected <laughs> there's choreography and <laughs> there was an ensemble <laughs> <laughs> and claudette had a couple of solos so mm-hmm. it was it was nice to hear her sing after so many years yeah so yeah i guess uh that that goes through the cast um unfortunately jacarius's website did not include a page (laughs) with the cast so i don't know who all the other individuals were um google could not find that for me (laughs) and unfortunately uh they only had uh paid programs so (laughs) we were not going to pay to get a program that had the full cast listing oh yes we're cheap sorry (laughs) sorry people well, first of all, the tickets weren't cheap. If the tickets had been cheaper, maybe we would have got a program. <laughs> the tickets were like 65 bucks. Facts. For nosebleeds. Initially, I mean, this was my idea to go see it. it I sure saw, was. I saw it and I was like, I'm sure this is going to be a mess. 
but before I even saw the tickets, I was like, I don't want to pay more than thirty dollars <laughs> to see this. So when you hit me with the sixty-five, I was like, oh, oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah as soon as you said that email i was like oh absolutely because i thought the same thing i was like oh this is gonna be hilarious but i did i i expected like 45 i did not expect 65 mm, yeah and okay. i also i think i expected like mezzanine for like 45 <laughs> or what's it or orchestra for like 45 right not right uh but the show was i believe sold out it was it yeah. was packed it sure um, was you know i'll i'll set the scene for you or the stage if you will uh it was at the national theater which that was my first time going to mm-hmm, me too you know a little dated the decor was definitely like purple and green but oh yeah it was very the actual theater was very pretty um it was you know kind of ornately decorated Sorry, um, can- yes Sorry, I just wanted to say also before we got to the theater, there was a little issue with the tickets. So I I purchased the tickets. And like, so when you purchase, it's like you'll get an email with like how to access your tickets before the show. I never got that email. So I was panicking. So I got to Cam's house and I was like, well, I want her to freak out. So when I got there, I was like, hey, hopefully we got tickets. (laughs) I don't know what to do. So I was like, we'll just go to Will Call. Because their, like, box office is closed on the weekend, so I couldn't even, like, call anybody. Mm. So we got there, and I think this was a problem for, like, multiple people. <laughs> as soon as I got up there, he was like, oh, what's your confirmation number? So I think they just didn't quite have the uh, ticketing down correct. So that's, you know, a little, just to give you a vibe of um, what Jaquarius Productions was <laughs> getting. <laughs> 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 The the marquee outside of the theater was very confusing to me because in the it had like images of some of the cast and like mm-hmm. in the middle was Big Daddy Kane. You would have thought Big Daddy Kane was Nino Brown. I thought he was gonna be <laughs> Nino Brown. And like looking at Big Daddy Kane, like and he was even wearing suits in the show. So like yeah. I would I definitely would have thought he would have been Nino. No, he was definitely <laughs> a b or c character but was in the middle of the marquee and then to the left and right of him were tretch and gary bourdain and then behind them were flex and alan payne Mm. so it's it's interesting who i guess i guess maybe that was in big daddy kane's contract that he needed to be (laughs) center yes But uh, once we got in, you know, the energy was, it was electric in there. You know, people seemed very excited. The aunties were out (laughs) in full effect. They were dressed to the nines. Uh, Some had club attire on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure did. A lot of faux fur and boots with the fur. Uh, (laughs) I think a lot of (laughs) squirrels and foxes had to die. Not squirrels. (laughs) Shady. Oh, and women chinchilla. <laughs> but it was definitely an older demographic, which I mean, this yeah. was an 80s, 90s movie, so it makes sense that we were some of the youngest people there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but uh so the play was, you know, much better than I expected. 
but my expectations were in the basement Mm -hmm. like sub level 72 to be exact (laughs) (laughs) so they really had nowhere to go but up in my book yeah but the the fact that it was a musical was a surprise um (laughs) it featured a lot of original music the first act was basically you know regurgitating the film um like line for line yeah i after the first act i was like well what did jacarius write because other than these songs (laughs) 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 this is plagiarism (laughs) he's got a new jack city script and wrote his name on the front of it right but uh he hit us with the okie doke because the second act (laughs) he took a lot of creative liberties and i bet you wish he had that plagiarism in the second act (laughs) i really did that second act uh dragged on and he extended a lot of scenes from the movie that did not need to be extended yeah like i believe the movie's like an hour and 40 minutes or hour 50 minutes the play was two hours and 40 minutes so (laughs) definitely got extended in that second act so yeah the first act was really good like we said already flex was the best part of the show um his his humor his timing was fantastic i you know standing ovation honestly for that (laughs) man because he did a great job agreed great job now the second act we got some extended scenes by way of uh now this is jacarius coming in he every time one of the crew members died they would <laughs> they would they would have kind of their own mm. moments where nino the book of nino or the book according to nino he would just like reflect on their life a little bit and there was one time when uh the first lady died what's her name keisha who yeah played played by vanessa williams from i was gonna say soul food from (laughs) the tv show and Candyman, not vanessa l williams the green-eyed bandit (laughs) (laughs) yes unfortunately we don't know who played her in the stage play and we'll get to i already said it wasn't on the website but we'll talk about (laughs) the ending (laughs) of this thing as well um but there's the infamous wedding scene where the mob shows up and you know tries to shoot it up and keisha goes out in a blaze of glory and she (laughs) she dies and in the stage play she like (laughs) gets back up off the ground (laughs) to like have a conversation with nino and then after that conversation or them like memorializing her happens she goes and gets back on the ground and like dies and everybody in the theater like dies laughing because (laughs) it's just so strange yeah definitely her going to lay back down was a choice like (laughs) yeah that was definitely should have just walked off stage (laughs) (laughs) right so at first i was just like oh this feels funny but then like when everybody started laughing i was like okay good we're all on the same page here like this is ridiculous (laughs) and it happened like every time when uh my man who stutters uh what's his name i can't don't remember can't I think his name. it's something derogatory like big duh or something it is something like yeah 
really <laughs> offensive. <laughs> uh, he at least had the sense to walk off the stage. And I think people like cheered him off or what have you. Yeah. But the second act, I, I just feel like uh, we didn't quite need all of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Other than Claudette singing. I welcomed that. That I appreciated. <laughs> Big City High fan here. <laughs> yes definitely I, I wish they would get back together except for uh, there's some reasons why they did not yeah like a love triangle oh yeah love triangle and then i think uh one of them was i think she was actually claudette was married to one of them and he like you know physically abused her so oh, i didn't know that when she married to ryan toby well, that's the one, the one from, from sister, sister act. act yes yes so he was abusive to her yeah yeah. oh shit i did not know that and i think one of them might might have been on drugs at one point too. yeah i think that might have been the other guy yeah yeah sad sad Oof. turn of events damn but um we digress overall i would give it you know like a a c minus <laughs> like that's fair i wouldn't discourage someone from going to see it but I would say just keep your expectations super low and you'll enjoy yourself and like be ready to like people watch and you know just kind of enjoy the vibe <laughs> yeah like you're you're going for like a key like this isn't like don't expect like award-winning theater like right this isn't the color purple um <laughs> right <laughs> hamilton it's chicago it's, yeah <laughs> right it's it's none of that or even um what's what's the august wilson play <laughs> fences fences <laughs> fences it is not um <laughs> overall definitely not fences <laughs> i think it could have been better if the stage production and the lighting was a little better like there were certain scenes or there were like blocks on the stage there were mm -hmm. in the corners there were large speakers that depending on where you were sitting in the theater which happened to be one of the areas we were <laughs> in you couldn't even see like half of a good portion of the show um because they were kind of doing things in the corners of the stage versus in the center so if they had just shifted their position over a little bit, it would have been completely fine. But it mm -hmm. just felt like they weren't being mindful of the stage and people's viewpoints to the stage. No. And then I don't know if the lighting guy just wasn't doing his job, but there were a couple of times where they were trying to depict on stage two different scenes happening simultaneously and... It could have easily have been accomplished if they had just used like simple spotlights to like highlight when one scene was going on and like darken the other scene so that you knew yeah. that was happening. And instead, they just had the lights on full blast. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little confusing if you hadn't seen the movie and been familiar with like what was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, there were just. There were just some funny moments and some sad moments. I would say the ending, I felt like they did the actors and the people on stage like very dirty. Oh, with the like when they introduced them. Yes, yeah, like yeah. at the at the end of 
the production, you know, this is when you do, you know, your little introductions, you thank the the band or what have you, and everybody gets their moment to like shine and be honored and appreciated. So they named, you know, all the marquee players, or actually first they said the ensemble. They didn't even name them. They just had them come up (laughs) and and like do a bow. And then somehow, I guess Claudette Ortiz was included in this ensemble. They didn't even say her name. The gentleman who played uh, (laughs) Nick Peretti, which was... um, ice T's character scott the officer scotty mm-hmm. his partner they didn't even say the man's name all they said was peretti they said his character's <laughs> name it's almost like the person talking didn't even know who this was right or like they had just assembled this cast like 15 minutes before the show started <laughs> it was like pretty upsetting to me if i were one of those people yeah. to like not have my name called out and yeah i did all this work and did a great job the ensemble did a really good job so like ensemble like so-and-so so-and-so and claudette ortiz like they could have you know announced them all together like that but nope nope they just did the marquee people um, <laughs> that did kill me when they like just use character names <laughs> i was like wait that's not correct at all <laughs> It's like, gosh, I'd I'd like to know who these people are because you don't have a website with this information on it. <laughs> right. So I, I just I feel really bad for those people. Um I wish they Jacarius would have given them their shine. But overall, I was I was pleasantly surprised at how decent this play was. <laughs> if the second half would have continued like the first, I think I would say that as well. But because of the second half, I think it evened it out to where, oh, it's what I expected. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I can't say I might go to another Jacarius Johnson production. Oh, we're going. Uh, not if these ticket prices don't. <laughs> I'm not paying more than $30, okay? <laughs> the next one. I'm really not well, does he have an email on his website? Email him and see if he'll cut us a deal and we'll interview <laughs> him on the podcast. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see when they come out. It says they're in production. But he did say that the shows have been sold out and that uh, <laughs> Black people are supporting Black Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Giving himself a lot of credit. Black right. Broadway sir you're in dc this is not broadway (laughs) and you're at the national theater not the kennedy center i think uh my friend last night they went to go see you know the tina turner Mm -hmm. broadway musical tina i didn't realize it traveled because i would have gone if i had known but i think they said they saw it at national theater the national theater you know don't sleep on it i guess i guess he was right black (laughs) broadway (laughs) But because people like us went, now he thinks we want more. (laughs) Now I have to wonder, because like, I just always thought like plays like this, you know, I was just like, you know, this is just what some people really enjoy, like this kind of writing. But then going to that play and everybody was laughing. So I'm like, so did all y'all just come here to laugh too? Like, are we all like, we all just wanted like, a night of hilarity like 
I mean, the reference material is pretty comical, you know, like as as serious of a topic as it was, you know, Wesley Snipes' character was, he cracked a lot of jokes, honestly, and mm-hmm. <laughs> had quite a few one-liners. So I I feel like it's not serious content, you know, so... I mean, I enjoyed the laughing part of it. <laughs> but we weren't laughing at the joke. I mean, we were <laughs> laughing at the jokes, but we were also laughing at serious parts where, like, you know, Nino was talking to his, like, fallen comrades as well. <laughs> and I don't think that was supposed to be humorous. True, true. But, I, you know, I just feel like it's Black people. I mean, even even uh, Jacarius at the end said, you know, usually we don't allow... <laughs> We don't allow people to have like cameras (laughs) and record. And he was like, you know, I had to tell the theater, like, these are black people. They're going to do it regardless. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) So please post and, you know, shout out the play. So I just, I feel like black people going black people. You know, we're going to do what we want to do. We're going to laugh when we think something is funny and ridiculous. And there Mm -hmm. were a lot of ridiculous parts in the second half. Oh, so many, so many. Uh, yeah, before, I guess, you know, because it was in D.C. for a few days. So I guess someone had filmed like the first night or something and put it on Twitter. It was like the scene where they were all playing basketball and like everybody's <laughs> like shirtless or whatever. And somebody like they put on Twitter it was like, I can't believe like this is real or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like one person said to me who did know I was going and then another person who knew I was going sent it to me. And I was just like, yeah, like this is this is what I paid for. This is the exact mess <laughs> that like I wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, it it like I said, it met my expectations and yeah. maybe exceeded them just by a smidge. <laughs> Very generous. The, also of casting, because in the film, everybody's like what in their twenties and thirties, mm-hmm. and then in this play. I would say everyone is over the age of 50. <laughs> well, definitely 40. Who Who's under 50? Probably Claudette. Claudette for sure. Oh, sorry. I was thinking about the guys. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Maybe yeah. I'd give them late 40s, right? I feel like all of those men are over the age of 50. I'm pretty sure. But yes, my bad. Not Claudette. Okay. Tretch is he is 52. Mm-hmm. Let's see, how old is Yeah, that? I mean, I feel like they're all like early 50s. Yeah, you, I think you're right, actually. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you are right. Man. <laughs> they look good though. Like for them all to be early 50s. They look pretty darn good. They do. That is no shade to their age at all, but it's just, you know, these characters were at very different stages in their life. So, like, you know, imagining, like, Nito and G-Money lived into their 50s? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, wow, y'all were doing something right. (laughs) Maybe that's why Alan looks so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Been hustling for decades. (laughs) But yeah, if uh, if they're going, or do you have anything else that you would like to say about the, the play? Man, God, I mean, <laughs> how to put it into words? <laughs> um, no, I I don't think so. I mean, 
I just, I, yeah, I haven't been to a play like that. Uh, it made me think of Candy's uh, play of Mother's Love. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, legs and hips and body took off uh, a few months ago. So I was like, yeah, maybe I should like go to more of these. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jacarys turned laugh. into a fan. Let me support Black Broadway. <laughs> I need a $30 laugh, though, not a $65 yeah. laugh. Yeah. Well, well, you know, pay Black creatives. Not when you're regurgitating <laughs> a, a movie and only remixing the second half. I'm sorry. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. Fair. But uh, if they're coming to a city near you, you should definitely check it out. Uh, I think they're hitting all the major black markets, Detroit, Atlanta, I don't uh, Patterson, New Jersey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> Poughkeepsie. <laughs> all the big cities. Memphis. <laughs> they, um, I'm sure they went to Memphis, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, give it, give it a, give it a look. See, uh, support Black Broadway. Well, what have you had your eyes on these last couple weeks, now? So I have been watching White Lotus on HBO. Are you watching it? No, I, I haven't seen e- either of the two seasons. I hear it's good. I just, I haven't. Oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, you got to get into it. So I, I love season one. But season two, but and then I'm trying to like, I'm 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 questioning myself. So I'm like, is season two really like that much crazier, or is it just like I'm like removed, you know, like several months removed from season one? Mm. Like maybe it was equally as crazy. But the uh, ending of the last episode, and I'm not going to spoil this, but it's the episode where they went to the opera. Um, everyone was gagged by the ending because it was you saw two people in an intimate moment and before we got to that scene I was like okay like either this is going to be a setup for a murder or maybe it's an orgy or maybe this person is having sex with wait this- a murder or an orgy yeah because you could tell it was like something weird like because of the music it was like uh-huh. something ominous is happening okay and so um an orgy is ominous i'm just saying like it was i'm trying not to give spoilers but if you want like it just it seemed like one of the characters was being brought into something that they were not expecting basically Hmm. so as they're like walking towards what's happening i was thinking it was one of those things or like one person having sex with a, a different person but the people who were in the moment never crossed like never could have guessed and it was like I think I literally said like oh god like out loud because <laughs> like holy shit like whew, if you if you're watching White Lotus like let's talk about it because that shit oh is, oof, yeah you gotta you have to that watch juicy it. isn't it yes, just like girl. rich people being terrible to the help so that was more season one was very much that like because there's one guy who's just very like very stuck up very uh what's the word like um where you feel like you deserve everything entitled yes thank you very entitled and so he keeps getting into it with the hotel manager 
because like nothing's up to his liking but this season it's more about more kind of like I guess actually I think they said this um on the little like breaking down the episode thing after one episode like season one was more about like class issues and Mm -hmm. season two is more just kind of about like I guess sexual relationships and like kind of being able to like control people or manipulate people in like that way so Hmm. it's not as much of uh yeah like spoiledness on this show okay so i could watch season two without having watched season one and be fine uh yeah you could there's only one character that carries over from season one and that's this is not a spoiler it's jennifer coolidge um so you could but i would recommend watching season one because it is good and that's the one that has like natasha rothwell on it Mm -hmm. but uh yeah you don't really need to watch season one okay i also started watching the comeback on hbo what did you ever watch that with lisa kudrow no so it started in i think season one was like 2005 and so she plays a character named Valerie Cherish who was on like some hit sitcom in like the late 80s or early 90s um, mm-hmm. called I'm It. So she was like an it girl and then she didn't really do anything else. So this is, you know, 2005, kind of like early-ish days of reality television. So they're doing a reality show called The Comeback about her like, you know, having her big comeback in television or whatever mm-hmm. but she's just like it's kind of like sad because it's just like she wants it so bad and like she's not a terrible person by any means but she's so annoying and she's just like the kind of person who like it's like okay Valerie like I want you to say like okay like well I'm gonna get out of here and give you all your privacy and she's like, okay, but like, am I angry when I say it? Or like, <laughs> am I happy? Am I making a joke? Like, how do you want? It's just like always like little stuff like that. So like, she very easily like gets on people's nerves. It's kind of like, well, this is probably like affecting why people don't want to work with you as much. Mm. But then like, she'll have these like very like humanizing moments that are just kind of like pitiful and like you feel bad for her. Mm. So but it's kind of like a, you know, kind of like offbeat comedy or whatever. So there was one season I can't I feel like maybe it was on like AMC, A&E or AMC. It was on some random channel, I think. And then it got brought back in like 2014 for a second and final season on HBO. So I just started the second season. I think I'm on like episode three or so of the second season. So that's been pretty good. And then, of course, I'm watching Real Housewives of Potomac, <laughs> which can we talk about bigfoot <laughs> okay candace and ashley <laughs> yes on uh on peter's patio at bar one <laughs> i just i cannot believe this is all because wendy did not let someone know she was in town <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't who's not her I, husband right. i'm like i don't understand why anybody's defending mia like there's no reason it should have escalated to you throwing a drink and then getting up and yelling and you know that's my family that's my fam that's like my brother like okay girl like so like and, and when peter came over he was just like you know wendy find me when you have a mom. right he didn't even seem that upset right why did you insert yourself in this drama and why are you carrying <sighs> water for peter peter's messy behind yeah it was real and then was it on the show i can't remember if it was on the show or if i read it online but it was something like 
they say i think it was somebody on the show they say that like peter doesn't even really like fuck with mia like that because she did something shady to like one of his ex-girlfriends wendy Wendy. said peter told her that peter was one of the girls just gossiping (laughs) and creating drama behind the scenes you know peter loves the gossip oh he loves the camera too Ooh, anything to be on camera he ain't have no beef with wendy he's going to start some shit so he can keep popping up right he ain't want nothing but her money right (laughs) right scam her out of these restaurants like who knew there was a bar one in miami i, w- I would never th- if this were atlanta maybe i'd say okay okay maybe i'll call peter because i know i'm gonna be it right I- peter doesn't own miami i wouldn't even associate peter with miami me neither and then he was like she came to my city and then t- how you have there's like bar ones in like five different cities so how would i know are there that- yeah because or bar one and club one because it's like miami atlanta charlotte maryland or yeah baltimore is that okay so maybe there's four then Mm. but i'm like still like like how would i know you weren't in like atlanta or charlotte like why would (laughs) i know you were in miami (laughs) when we happen to be here that was really crazy and it i was really annoyed like robin really pissed me off like filming it (laughs) she said i'm tmc (laughs) (laughs) right like this isn't really helpful like we have cameras here now (laughs) right Um, but like and her and Giselle were like Wendy's antagonizing her I'm like Wendy Wendy was literally just sitting there and Wendy did not even get up until Mia threw the drink but when it was Candace and Monique they were completely anti-Monique even though Candace said multiple times drag me bitch and she'd even (laughs) the season before when Monique was pregnant she was antagonizing her and Monique was like I'll drag your ass pregnant and Karen or somebody had to hold Monique back so mm. I'm like Candace kept pushing at her so she was like okay I'm gonna oblige I'm gonna do what you want I'm gonna drag your little ass <laughs> but they're, they don't think Candace was antagonizing like that blows my mind <sighs> yeah I mean Robin said it this last episode she doesn't like Wendy <laughs> she, like, right. that's, I don't either <laughs> but <laughs> I also don't like you Robin <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, after the drink throw, maybe she like antagonized it by keeping it going. But at that point, she was just responding to the energy that was given to her. Yeah, because it's not like Maya or Maya. It's not like <laughs> Mia was like backing down. So right. like, yeah, like what is Mia just gonna keep letting? Or, oh my God, Wendy's just gonna keep letting Mia come at her. Like, I mean, I will say it wasn't. It wasn't very uh, professorial, uh, professor-like <laughs> conduct, but it also wasn't CEO conduct either from Mia. So, which not CEO right? Quotation marks, shuffling around pamphlets <laughs> <laughs> at the office. <sighs> but yeah, that's what I think. Wendy was like, you know, fuck that professor shit or whatever. But I'm kind of in the same boat, like. Even, like, last season, like, I started feeling kind of bad for Wendy because, like, Robin and Giselle, the Green Eyed Bandits, they started talking about, like, oh, well, you know, we heard Eddie was cheating on you and he has these girlfriends, blah, blah, blah. But then when I was starting to feel bad for her, I was like, well, wait, you were so eager to jump on the bandwagon with the two of them, mm-hmm. you know, against Monique. And you didn't even, you were just like, I didn't sign up for this. And 
we don't need to see black women acting like this on tv and i'm like <laughs> have you watched any housewives like this is what <laughs> forget race like this is what they do on real housewives like you 100 signed up for exactly this i mean that i i didn't really watch i did see that episode and that fight did seem pretty extreme i think they said that she slammed her head on the table <laughs> I mean, she said drag me bitch so- I mean, it's not yes she did ask for it <laughs> yes she did <laughs> but i i too think i would have been probably a bit surprised if i had been in the room and like you know violence is as much as we watch it on tv you don't see it in real life that often and when That's you do true. you're just like oh my god <laughs> um but i just i have never liked uh wendy's like piety and high and mighty yeah. and I, i'm a professor and i'm like what do you teach because <laughs> i don't think this show is like uh improving your standing other than you know giving you a check and giving you opportunity to market yourself and yeah. i don't your candles <laughs> right that's what yeah i'm like if you're already you know, a professor and you'd be on like msnbc and all this kind of stuff like why are you on here it it makes no sense to me. Like I, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that John Hopkins is like cool with this. Obviously. Well, you saw they had to put that disclaimer on the last episode. What they put? They were said something like Johns Hopkins has no affiliation with the Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> or something like that. But you're affiliated with Wendy, who constantly <laughs> lets everybody know that she works there mm-hmm. and that she's the youngest professor. Blah 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 right yeah she gonna fuck up that little job for some reality clout right i don't know those women i think i've never liked candace but she's her and ashley i think are the only parts of the show that i find watchable or at least semi-likable this season. oh what about the grand dom no i don't care about what i don't care about karen oh she's my favorite oh my gosh she's boring to me <laughs> her whole storyline this oh wow is, what about not being allergic to chicken like who cares who cares oh you didn't, <laughs> the dirty bird you didn't <laughs> see uh the mid-season trailer what happens in the oh I, girl i think i did but i don't remember karen oh they bring out surrey county karen so oh. yeah because actually the episode that comes on this week they I think it was, I can't remember, or, or maybe it was, I think it was actually Candace on some um, Instagram live or something like that. And I think Robin recorded it and played it for everybody. Oh, and TMZ. she was saying, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> or what they call it, RDZ. <laughs> and she's saying something like, yeah, like, you know, Karen sleeping with somebody or having an affair or whoever. And so Karen, you know, like flips out and gets mad. And then you see, like, later, like, Robin saying something to her about it. And then, um, or I'm sorry, Sharice. And then Sharice stands up at a table. And then Karen stands up. And, like, Karen's about to, like, go at her. Mm. And I was like, I've never seen Karen, like, get anywhere close to physical. So it's, 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 they're, they're turning it up for the second half of the season. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> To me, I don't know, Karen just gets on my nerves the least out of everybody. 
Yeah, I'll give you that. Karen, I don't know. Lately, I feel like she's kind of been like a fly on the wall. Like, she's just not, she's bringing as much as maybe Sharice brings to the table. Oh, <laughs> no. Sharice can go. Sharice brings nothing. And she was <laughs> like, I don't even know why she's on here. But uh, I really appreciate that Karen, with like the Monique and Candace thing, and now with this Mia Wendy thing, like she does it she doesn't bandwagon and i appreciate that yeah yeah and then very quickly real housewives of salt lake city you watch the episode <laughs> where they go to san diego yes oh god jen poured champagne on angie k's head and and then poured it on herself in an effort to say like it's a joke like he looks stupid later <laughs> I'm I'm ready for her to go to jail and be off this show. I'm tired of her. I'm so tired of her and them catering to her horrible attitude. Yeah, and like at first, like when so they rent this house and it's somebody that Angie K knew, which I kind of forgot about. So when Angie K was like, "Okay, like here's my room, the master bedroom or primary bedroom," <laughs> and I was kind of like, "Okay, like Angie's kind of doing a lot." But then I forgot it was like her friends like hookup. Right. But then like Jen's reaction, I'm like, you've been like annoyed with her since y'all got to this house. So clearly you pouring champagne on her was not like, it's a girl's trip. We're having fun. We're being crazy and wacky. Like you were annoyed and you wanted to humiliate her like in front of everybody else. Like 1000%. Like, <laughs> like we're nobody here is stupid, Jen. Like we all know exactly what this was like. I feel like she's been trying so hard to like repress that like terrible, like <laughs> really like just spoiled brat part of herself, and then she's gonna fight it anymore. And it <laughs> came out with that champagne pour. <laughs> I, I would agree. And her gaslighting everybody, saying like, oh, "I was being fun. I was lightening the mood because you're right. being confusing." I'm like, "How is she being confusing? She went around and assigned rooms to everybody." Yeah yeah and she was like imagine didn't get the master she was like you're messing up the you're supposed to know these rooms each room had these big ass silver numbers outside i think the girls can figure it out themselves they know how to count to five right and you've never been to this house so would you have done any better right <laughs> right yeah that was ugh. yeah she's getting on my nerves and then what i thought was funny was when uh angie k like called her out in the limo ride <laughs> And she brought up like <laughs> uh, paying for Coach's birthday party, mm -hmm. and she was like, "And how much did you pay?" And Jen sat back. <laughs> <laughs> she sat back, like bitch. I had nothing to say. I was listening to another podcast, Watch What Crap Is, and they were like, "That's like the first time I've ever seen Jen back down, <laughs> like to anybody." Well, she knows she ain't got no damn money yeah th there was no comeback for that right <laughs> right like uh, coach shaw just had to give two hundred thousand dollars to the lawyers or something she ain't got no money for no birthday party none a mess i'm ready for her to go to jail i'm sorry i said it <laughs> i said it i'm tired of her <laughs> i think someone on the internet was like I don't think I've ever seen like an authentic moment from Jin Shaw. Like everything is like staged oh, and like that's so true for the cameras. Like she's not a real person. 
wow I'm really trying to think and I yeah I feel like everything feels very fabricated always feels like very dramatic fake tears mm-hmm. like I was the funny one of the funniest things I've ever seen on a housewife show and I was like you know little little intoxicated when I was watching this so I think it made me like zone in more <laughs> but like when they when Whitney when they were all in lingerie in Arizona and Whitney was like, you know, well, Meredith said that Lisa, you know, was giving blowjobs for Vita tequila <laughs> or whatever, or for Utah jazz tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so crazy because it was just like every single character or every single person was like fighting to be the main character. Because mm-hmm. it was like Whitney was saying that. And she was like, no, I won't hold it in anymore. It's my trauma. And, I, and it's like, girl, that's completely different and <laughs> and then um like lisa was in it a little bit but like her and meredith not so much but then like heather and whitney got into it and, you know heather was like fuck you for saying i'm lying and out of nowhere jen starts crying and she's like i'm just going through so much i might go to jail <laughs> <laughs> it was so like if you have a chance, go back and watch that scene because, like, just watch how, like, everyone tries to steal the spotlight in that. Like, it is insane. It's, like, one of the wildest things I've ever watched. Those ladies. I, I am interested to see how Heather gets this black eye in the next couple of episodes. Oh, I didn't see she's getting a black eye. Oh, yeah. There's, at some point, she gets a black eye because she, oh, like, shit. dramatically takes off her glasses and you see, like, this huge shiner. <laughs> oh, fuck. I wonder if it's Jen. I feel like she probably fell down drunk. <laughs> they probably want you to think it was, like, it's... somebody hit her, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was some drunken episode. Probably. And the very last thing, so as I mentioned, I went to a comedy show last night. I was at the DC Improv and it was Janelle James who plays Principal Ava on Abbott Elementary. And yeah, the show was originally supposed to be in July, but they postponed it until, you know, December. And uh, so she said, um, I guess like once Abbott, you know, like took off and they like decided to renew them, they didn't really have a break in filming. So that's why Mm. they had to postpone it because they just like jumped straight into filming for season two but she was very funny there was also like a comedian who opened for her um fortunately i don't remember her last name i think her first name was amina she was also quite funny and then so when she left the stage the announcer was like give it up for janelle james everybody claps um but she doesn't come up and then you just hear her on the microphone and she's like so y'all i'm so sorry like i took like a 20 milligram edible so like I'm like so high I didn't even realize that was supposed to be my like um intro or like (laughs) that was my cue to like go on stage so she was like oh I'm really sorry like she said she had had some dental work done so Mm -hmm. she was trying to like she took edible I guess to try to relieve the pain so she was like I'm gonna try to keep it together but she ended up she was hilarious like she was really funny and she was (laughs) when she was on about the dental work she was like I had to wait until I got money to like get this dental work. Like I've been trying to get this shit for like 10 years. So yeah. And then she was like talking about how like she gets like a bunch of emails from teachers. And she's like, you know, it'd be really sad. Like, you know, Johnny's had only had one pencil since first grade. And now he's in 10th grade. And it's a lady <laughs> racer. <laughs> and she's like, you know, it's really heartbreaking. But like, 
I'm not giving you my money. Like I, <laughs> I just got this money. Like, like I can't give it to you. Um, but yeah, yeah. She was kind of talking about like how crazy it was. I, she was like, I thought I could control my level of fame. So she was like, I wanted to be like as famous as like Hannibal Burris. And she was like, Do y'all know who he is? And like, you know, maybe like half or a fourth or sorry a half or like a third of the audience clapped and she was like see not everybody knows who he is <laughs> and she was like but then you know I ended up getting on the show and she was like you know it's just it's really crazy like to have like a 180 and she was talking about I will say this because I've I've given Chris Rock a lot of uh a lot of grief and mm-hmm. I'm not taking that back because his comments <laughs> about black women have been pretty terrible uh for many years but she did like a little Q&A at the end and someone asked like who's like one of the nicest or who are the nicest comedians basically and so she was saying that he's like one of the I don't know if she said one of the female male comedians but she's like he is one of the male comedians who has never been inappropriate with me Mm. and she was like you know that's like a really big deal to me and he called her to like open up for one of his like I guess like short tours um a few years ago and so she was like they would um basically like when you open for someone they're like we'll put you up in a hotel and she's like oh no I'm a crash with somebody so if you don't stay in a hotel they they'll give you that money for a hotel mm-hmm. so she was like I would keep that money and sleep in my car so she was like I was sleeping in my car for like you know like a full week whatever you know I was wearing whatever little you know raggedy clothes I had so she was like, I randomly get a call and he's like, or his assistant or whoever was like, Chris wants you to go to LA for glam. So she was like, he sent me to LA. She was like, you know, I brought my man. And I was like, you know, we about to ball out. And she was like, I don't <laughs> fuck with him no more. But at the time I brought my man and, you know, I got my makeup done and, you know, I got these clothes and she was like, you know, when it was time for me to go, you know, do the show with Chris, all he did was like, look at me and say, nice. And that was it, you mm-hmm. know, never, whatever. So I was like, okay, that was, that was, you know, I appreciate hearing that. That he wasn't terrible <laughs> and didn't <laughs> sexually accost her. Well, no, not. The bar is low. <laughs> I mean, the bar is low. But no, not that part, but just that, like, he probably knew that she was struggling. Yeah. So, like, you know, he sent her to get clothes and, you know, get her hair done, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was nice. Again, like I said, that does not negate <laughs> black women or anything like that but you know i i try to be fair so you know i i thought that was a nice story and a nice gesture so okay yeah but you know if she comes to your town how we recommend her she's very funny nice yeah so what do you have your eyes on cam um <laughs> I've been watching quite a few things. I watched a couple of movies. Um, I saw Bullet Train, that movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brian, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Brian Tyree Henry. Henry. Mm-hmm. Actually, a really good movie. It it reminded mm. me a lot of Smoking Aces. Um, if you've seen that, I really like Smoking Aces. I always get Smoking Aces mixed up domino smoking ace had alicia keys and like common in it right yes yes yes. okay but it's you know kind of this uh ensemble assassinating cat or assassinators (laughs) (laughs) contract killers contract killers okay 
and it was very similar to that it was funny it was it was really good like i i would highly recommend it if you liked smoking aces you would definitely like bullet train okay i also saw black panther 2 wakanda forever still gotta see it i will not spoil it but it's 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 different than the first mm. one very somber i didn't love it mm. unfortunately it was very long and a little drawn out um quite a few plot holes as well like something about it felt a little thrown together but mm. i guess like you know it's to be expected if you know the main character yeah passes I predict that we won't have another one for a very long time, the way mm. this one ended. But overall, I was a little disappointed. Mm. And I, I wanted to like it because there is like so much, you know, girl power in it. But it definitely fell short of the first one. I would say all of the like cool innovativeness and I think care they put into the first one didn't seem as present in the second, unfortunately. But the, you know, Namor character and that kind of underwater world, very cool. I'd like to know mm. more about that. But I just didn't like how the movie, very similar to like the first one, it kind of pitted the minorities against each other when really the real enemy is like the the white man (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so i didn't i didn't love that part of it but i would still recommend going to see it and formulating your own opinions about the movie but would love to talk about it once you you actually see it okay yeah definitely um so those are the movies i've seen tv show wise i i watched the series finale of the walking dead um oh is it over it is the the walking dead is over but they are gonna have like a whole multiverse of spinoffs it's Mm. kind of outrageous how many (laughs) spinoffs they're doing i mean there's got to be at least like six in the works um But it was on for like what ten or twelve years or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on for a while. Yeah. I personally stopped watching a couple years ago um, yeah. when a lot of the main characters that I liked were no longer on there. Mm-hmm. I'll even say the the series finale was a bit of a snooze for me, um, just because I was so out of touch with a lot of the characters. Oh yeah, and I I just didn't I didn't care about them anymore. Like they had a lot of flashbacks to characters that i did care about but you know it's it's a, i felt like i had to watch it because i used to love the walking dead like yeah it, was, it had its moments in my life yeah um, but they're gonna have a bunch of spinoffs so so we'll see how well those do i couldn't tell if they were like coming to like amc plus or if they were gonna be mm. on like prime time there's one spinoff that's gonna feature uh like the lead character rick and michonne played by denai guerrera oh um, wow i thought she had left so both of them both of the, those characters had left the show mm-hmm. and i think originally they were supposed to get a movie mm-hmm. and then COVID happened and now they're getting a spinoff show 
Hmm. So I feel like that one will probably be on AMC. Oh, yeah. But The Walking Dead is no more. End of an era. Every time somebody talks about it, I'm always like, oh, I thought that ended like two years ago. <laughs> Good to nope, know. Nope, just now. <laughs> I have also been watching, um, I guess I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately, the show called 1899. And it is this German show written by or produced by the same people that uh, made this other German show called Dark which I loved. It was very like sci-fi, futuristic, mm-hmm. mystery, thriller. This one, very similar, psychological thriller. Um, very weird and strange and ominous. And, you know, the way it starts is like completely different than how you think it's going to end. Um, I hope it gets another season. I hope they don't leave us hanging. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a really good show if you enjoy dark and if you really like kind of psychological thrillers. Very good. I've also been watching Wednesday with the rest of the internet. Ah, um, I've been wondering. I saw the little dance scene and it kind of made me curious. I really enjoy it. It's okay. It's cute. It's quirky. It's her she's funny like very dry humor like she's got great comebacks and one-liners um i'm really enjoying it and it's like Hmm. you know kind of a scooby-doo-esque like mystery (laughs) happening um but it's cute i i i really enjoy it and hope it gets another season okay i'll have to check that out um and lastly, I've been watching, as always, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Uh, Canada versus the world. Mm. So this is where they, you know, take queens from all different franchises and seasons and pit them against each other. Uh, the first one was UK versus the world. This is mm-hmm. the second iteration, Canada versus the world. Um, from the U.S., we have all black queens, I believe, melanin queens. We've got Silky, Nutmeg Ganache, mm-hmm. Raja O'Hara. Yeah, that's it. Um, oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like settled in for a long list. Okay. <laughs> no, it's only them two, I believe. I feel like there's a third, but I'm completely blanking on who it is. But there's also Victoria Scone from the U.K., Victoria Scone is the first cisgendered woman to be on Drag Race. Oh, I heard about her. Yeah. She was on UK and now she's here. And I've, I'm, I know they are trying to make drag all inclusive and all encompassing, and I'm not here for it. I don't think women dressing up <laughs> and doing drag is drag unless you're doing like drag king you're like switching gender or bending genders i just don't feel like it's enough for me to want to see it and the first episode they do uh, like a girl group challenge and everybody writes a verse and one of the canadian queens who is also filipino uh she has a line in there where she talks about you know being fishy because she's very mm-hmm. into like you know womana mm-hmm and Victoria Scone proceeds to police her language and says, you know, 
do understand how women who are people that have vaginas can be offended by this term it's like derogatory it's referring to like a woman's vagina and it being smelly and you know do you see how this could be offensive and she was like you know I could I could understand how this is offensive but that's not how I intended it you know this is part of like the drag lexicon yeah like they've been saying this for years thank you I'm sure yes it started off with probably some white misogynistic gay (laughs) right but it's one of those like you know as someone who also has a vagina I'm not offended by it at all like yeah I feel like the only people offended by it are people that have uh body odor and pH issues (laughs) and I think Victoria Scone has it (laughs) wow wow because it's 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 really not and maybe it's like because she's a lesbian I, I don't know but it's just to me you know she's like I feel like it needed to be said and I'm not I'm not upset that she said it but it's just like I just I can't stand when people come into spaces that they're not really supposed to be in <laughs> yeah, and try to like police the culture and I, I don't know to me it's just like it's it, it, yeah like that's a little because it kind of feels like you're being like invited in to like yes like you are a queer woman but you're still a cis woman mm-hmm. so like you're kind of being invited into a community that wasn't really created for you and mm-hmm. like trying to police like yeah that that sits a little weird with me too and I kind of like agree with what you're saying like with the drag too because even I know people are like oh like Maddie Morphosis is you know uh, a cis like heterosexual guy mm-hmm. but I'm like well this is still a cis man doing drag so right. It still felt a little different, and I I don't remember Maddie. I, you know, Maddie getting a little, little cunty with some of the girls, but you know, like I don't ever remember Maddie like trying to police anybody like that. And that's just yeah. If you're not like a gay cis guy or like you know a trans woman or trans man, like it's just it, I don't know. That feels a little something to me to come in and you know something that people have been saying for years. So yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I am not offended by it. Like, of course, she can feel offended. You you have that right. And you, yeah. you are welcome to say something about it. But like, yeah, what are you you're trying to change? Like the vernacular of like drag culture? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. And I could see even maybe if she like pulled that other queen to the side and was like, oh, you know, like it kind of made me feel some kind of way then maybe they can have a conversation about it but from the way you're saying it and the way I could certainly imagine a white woman (laughs) saying this (laughs) I guess just you know coming in aggressive like no that makes me feel this way and like whoa like okay well I wouldn't say she wasn't like super aggressive but okay she was just like do you see how this could be offensive to some and that sounds a little like talking down to a little bit though yeah i mean i would say anytime you're like policing someone's language right like you are kind of talking down to them i wouldn't i wouldn't it depends on what they say i'll give you that but it was she definitely did it in front of the group and didn't pull 
this queen aside mm-hmm. and the queen you know stephanie prince was open to it and receptive to it and was like you know i'll be more mindful mm-hmm. but it's like you're you're literally trying to change a culture yeah. who reveres women <laughs> right right so i don't know i'm not i'm not here i never have been here for victoria scone i yeah. Hope she does not win this season. <laughs> and I hope there are yeah. no more cisgendered women <laughs> coming on this show. <laughs> now, if you want to be a drag king, all for it. All for yeah. it. But if you're coming on here being exactly what you were born as, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, that's I'll get off my soapbox on that. But that is <laughs> what I have had my eyes on. So when you mentioned movies at first, I forgot to mention I did watch watch Don't Worry Darling on HBO Max. Oh, how was it? I've been meeting. I really liked it. I know you oh. said you had maybe heard some mixed reviews, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. And like the plot twist, I actually like didn't I I didn't call. So hmm. um very unexpected. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Well, this has been real. <laughs> um, you can find us on all of the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, you can find us on social media at Their Eyes Were Watching TV. That is uh, Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter is T E W. T-E-W-W-T-V podcast. Then that is uh, Twitter and TikTok. TikTok. You don't stop. (laughs) So yeah, like, subscribe, tell a friend, uh, you know, send some money our way if you'd like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Set up a Venmo or Cash App or something. (laughs) We appreciate y'all listening. And until next time. Ciao. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,